our Be Alert News Show podcast. Some of you might be watching us, of course, on Rumble and YouTube, but we're also on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, some of all the major pl platforms, locals, and uh, also we uh, also still on Facebook, <laughs> still. <laughs> uh, but uh, but of course, we are glad that you could be with us, and we're going to be sharing a very important topic today that I think everybody from the biggest to the to the smallest from the greatest to the least needs to know uh what are the threats uh in america what are the things that we should be paying attention to whether it be foreign or domestic but uh, of course we're right now i believe in a critical area of our of our nation's history that's right history is being written right now as i speak to you where are we going to end up where is America going to be, let's say, 10 years from now? Can I be facetious? Three years from now. <laughs> uh, but where, where are we going to end up? And I got a special guest, a dear friend of mine, uh, Brother John Guandolo. And he, uh, and I, and I got to read this because his bio is very extensive. He's the founder and president of Understanding the Threat. He's a combat veteran. Thank you for your services in the Marines. Uh, we used to carry you guys on our ships. I was in the Navy, of course, and we used to throw you guys off to see if you could swim. But anyway, <laughs> but I thank God for your service, man, and appreciate you so much. Uh, FBI special agent, uh, SWAT team leader, strategist, also a national security professional trainer. And also one of the things that I love about what love about John, that he's an author speaker. And one thing I did not know about him is that he is a songwriter <laughs> he sings and so that is an amazing thing uh john how are you doing man i'm doing great and i appreciate it and i tell you i would uh love to be doing uh songwriting and performing for my life and uh you know telling the world about uh the dangers we're in but i'll do i can do both right now so i'll do it well I appreciate you because you you have been consistent. Uh, you have been highly sought after, of course, and uh, your 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 knowledge and expertise uh, in this particular area um, is is unquestionable. I mean, it, it is without a shadow of a doubt something that I believe that if we had you like on like an app or something, <laughs> that everybody should have your information at hand twenty four seven. Tell us, understanding the threat, and, and you're the founder of this, how did this all come about? And uh, how did you really sink your teeth into what you're doing right now? So uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share this. So understanding the threat is an extension of the work I did in the FBI and the Department of Defense. And uh, how it started for me is shortly after 9-11, I was moved from the FBI's criminal division over to the uh, counterterrorism division and the Washington field office established two new units. And I was asked if I would join one of those two units based on my criminal experience and my investigative experience. And I did. And by working a number of cases, major threat cases uh, and others related to terrorism uh, and counterintelligence, I uncovered 
And the, the specific case was a army chaplain who was a Muslim chaplain who was uh, operating on behalf of our adversaries of, of, on the terrorists, basically mm -hmm. going to Guantanamo Bay and giving prisoners information and receiving information and then sharing it with others on the outside. And he was doing this with uniformed and non-uniformed civilian contract linguists. So members of the military who were Muslim and uh, contractors that were Muslim who were used as translators. And it was a pretty significant effort nationwide uh, by the Islamic movement here. And when I uncovered it, the, the real impetus was I asked some basic investigative questions. How does a person become certified to be a Muslim chaplain in the US military? And when you look at, at the time, it really hasn't changed, the, the two organizations certifying chaplains, uh, Muslim chaplains for the Bureau of Prisons and the Department of Defense are, are Muslim Brotherhood organizations. And then my next logical question is, well, let me understand the Muslim Brotherhood better. And then I realized to get to the point that all of the Islamic organizations that our government both in the civilian, military, and otherwise, are working with the leaders hmm. are organizations that we can identify as Muslim Brotherhood organizations. And when I was in the Bureau, I saw that these organizations were directly affiliated with open cases we had on Al-Qaeda, Hamas, et cetera. And these are the people that exclusively, the FBI director, the CIA, the State Department, the national security staffs, the White House, were working with. And all I did was speak truth about it and present the information, uh, which was initially hailed as awesome. And I created the first training program in the government to explain this and how we therefore had to address it. Uh, and it was very popular right up until the point it was not. And uh, But because of the work I was doing, I got recruited out of the Bureau by the Department of Defense to do strate strategic analysis and then I spent several years with Steve Coughlin briefing senior leaders, former FBI, CIA directors, the Defense Intelligence Agency directors, members of Congress, three and four star generals and admirals, none of whom, to my great surprise, had any understanding uh, of this. And so to, to get to the point when people ask, how did we get to where we are today? And this is my journey from the from the Marine Corps, really, into the FBI, into the Department of Defense to create UTT, is that at every opportunity, our presidents, our national security staffs, the secretaries of defense, mm -hmm. Homeland Security, directors of FBI, CIA, uh, you name it, treasury officials across the board, right down to pastors, sheriffs, police chiefs, governors, uh, have failed to identify real enemies of liberty and enemies of the republic. And it's- Isn't that a something though, John, that, that these organizations actually seem in appearance like it's not a threat because if everyone actually saw the threat they would stop it immediately so i, I guess i'm, I'm kind of saying assuming that when we look at it 
initially, it doesn't even look like a threat. Is that is that right? Well, that's right. And it, and deception is a huge piece of what these organizations are doing. And by the way, uh, the work we do at understanding the threat, we look at the communist movement, the Islamic movement. I'm going to say this now at the beginning here, but they are working seamlessly at the local level across the United States. Now, this applies to Canada and Europe and Australia and New Zealand and other places as well. But for the purposes of this discussion, we'll keep it to the United States. The communists and the jihadis are working uh, seamlessly at the local level. But I'm using the Islamic movement, just walking you forward based on your question from 9-11. But it, it's the same. And, and everything we're experiencing now in America is the intentional outcome, to your point, of a hundred year communist movement in this country and a 60 plus year Islamic movement in this country. So what's, what is important, I believe, is that when you look at our leaders and how they've responded, what I've seen and experienced face to face is there are multiple reasons why our leaders have failed, but we cannot uh, discard the fact that we have people in positions of authority who are not only not doing their job, they are intentionally aiding and abetting and advancing these hostile movements inside the United States, in the White House, in the national security staffs, in the Congress. I mean, if you just look at the work of Trevor Loudon and uh, recently, yes. and, and Sam Fattis putting out uh, information. Now, now, Trevor's been doing this a while, but we now have in the House of Representatives, a hundred members, a hundred that we can identify as either communist or supporting the communist movement. We have a number of people in the Senate. We have, I can tell you, we can, you can look Muslims who are in senior advisory roles or positions of influence inside the government. We have not found one that's not hostile. And, wow. and this, this goes to the issue, the level of penetration and subversion of our key government components is is really, if I look at it from a war fighting standpoint, it's really impressive from the enemy's standpoint what they've been able to accomplish. But it's being done because our government officials are criminally negligent from President Bush's administration to today. Now, in certain administrations, they made more uh, advancements but nobody has actually addressed the networks and these networks support all the violence we're seeing, but more importantly, what they're doing is primarily nonviolent. It is about eroding away the very foundation upon which our government and our law rests. Well, let's, let's talk about the erosion um, because here, you know, uh, with all the experiences I, I see here and highlighted speaking truth boldly that the erosion uh, of our family, of our educational system, of our, let's say it, our media system, uh, even to the point of entertainment. I mean, all the signals, all the things that if you want to tear or corrupt a nation, you have to get in there and slowly but surely chip away, you know, break it down until the morality of a nation is just totally on a shoestring and, and there's nothing left to do. 
but to react with the violence, with the hatred, with the anger, uh, racism. Uh, if there's nothing left when you're holding on to a thread of morality, uh, such such breakdowns. Um, let me ask you this question. Is that intentional? Um, <laughs> the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of our educational system, the breakdown of our government system, security. Uh, uh, look at the border crisis right now. Title 42 is about to end in, a, in one more day, I think. You know, it's, is all this by design, John? Can you talk to our Be Alert News uh, family and just, just tell us the truth? Don't sugarcoat it. Has this been all a plan all along? Yeah, to answer briefly, yes. This is, uh, again, what we are experiencing is the intentional outcome of these movements the communist movement, the jihadi movement, their collaborators and their financiers. And what the Islamic movement did when they came to America is they took their train and put it on the tracks that the communists had already laid out. So let's talk about that for just a moment. In 1918, the U.S. Communist Party was established. So they've been operating for over 100 years. We have the notes from 1922 Wow. of the fourth, fourth delegation of uh, the U.S. communist delegates to the Comintern, the International Communist Party in Moscow. And they said then, we will not use words like communism and socialism because Americans, this is in 1922, Americans don't uh, prefer that. We will use words like liberalism, progressivism, democracy, to take America. And the final quote from one of these delegates was, but take it, we will. And included in their lines of operation, you just named a number of them, uh, going after the media. They have specific lines of operation, how they were going to do that. First, the universities, then uh, teachers unions, uh, and then the curriculum in high schools, junior highs, and elementary schools. And you can see the result of that. So what, what did we see? We see the Bible that was in American schools from the time the settlers first arrived in the 1600s yeah. to the mid-1960s. They get that out. And they do it uh, under the guise of you're oppressing us with your Christianity. Uh, and they turned... Yeah the entire understanding of the founders that it's keeping the government out of religion, not religion out of the government. Right. And when the founders used the word religion, they specifically, and they stated it, they meant Christianity. You could not make one denomination at the federal level. You could at the state level, uh, the a requirement, but even our first chief justice, John Jay, and the guy that George Washington thought was the greatest founding father, you know, author of the one of the three authors of the Federalist Papers, the first chief justice of the Supreme Court, governor, uh, incredible founding father. And he said it's the duty of Americans to prefer Christian rulers because the entire law and government is based on, per the ideal, the declaration, the law of nature and nature's God legally defined at the time as the founding is God's will as he reveals himself in nature and the Holy scripture. So 
if you're going to be in the judicial branch or the executive branch or the, um, you know, legislative branch, you needed to have those principles to undergird your decision making. And yeah, I mean, that is so important that you highlighted that, you know, that this nation functions as it is led by uh, uh, spirit led moral people who recognize their 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 weaknesses that's right <laughs> or, or their or their fallibilities and when you have a person that's leading who says there's nothing wrong with me <laughs> and uh there's no remedy for that <laughs> there's no right. cure uh for right. that and that that leads to i guess it could lead to anarchy or totalitarianism or well it does and then again you're you're nailing it here today is is that that's the intent, right? When, when uh, there's a reason why historically looters get shot, it's not because they're stealing. It's not because merely they're breaking windows. It's because they are participating in a real effort to create chaos and dissolve order. And our, and, and communities that are safe and secure and free have to be ordered. That's very important. That's why in American history, that's how looters have been dealt with. Not because it was random. It's because order is incredibly important to a free society. And strong law and order isn't just a slogan. It absolutely is married to reason and liberty and so that's why and so what the communist movement did and where the islamic movement jumped on the tracks is all these lines of effort it, to include degrading the founding fathers uh attacking the bible and christianity um as yeah. being outdated right it's a crutch you even hear these talking points going after art and history, which they've done. And so now we see, I've taken pictures of it all over the country, these you know absurd, huge pieces of art in parks and in public places that are ugly. And they're intended to be that way because that's what the communists wanna do. You defame historical markers and statues and beautiful yes. things, and you destroy beautiful music and you replace it with crap because it's about dissolving the foundation of the society. And these are all those things. These are literally part of the written communist plan. And so when you understand it's about getting into government and, and literally they taught it, the, the Soviets did and the, the Chinese did and the other communist nations, they teach this. So their operatives go into country and they intentionally do these things. So we, we talk about, you mentioned, you know, the media and you mentioned uh, the Hollywood and they sent people there and they sent their people there on the, so on the communist side and the Islamic side, the Islamic side, they have the Muslim public affairs council whose, whose offices are in Washington DC and in Hollywood. And what do they do? They make sure that, and they work with people yeah. uh, that are major producers of, you know, major shows and major motion pictures to make sure nothing's produced 
that offends Islam from the Islamic side. And on the communist side, we're going to produce stuff that moves America towards uh, moral degradation, right? Uh, yeah. Making things like uh, transgenderism. And by the way, the L, when you hear LGBTQ and any of its derivatives, that's a communist line of effort. That has nothing to do with human rights or civil uh, discourse. It has to do with wow. destroying human sexuality, destroying the right of individuals to defend themselves. So now we go that movement, that transgender LGBTQ movement, we now have in states in the United States of America where the civil government, I'm using civil in quotes, the, the tyrannical government is telling parents, no, we can mutilate your children and induce chemicals into them, minor yeah. children, not only without your consent, but if you push back on us, we're going to legally come after you. I, 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 we're going to we, um, we're going to take a little break here in just a moment. I want to come on the other side because I want to go deeper into your book, Understanding the Threat, because I think people really need to know how deep you go down this rabbit hole here. And uh, we, we're talking about Orwellian theories here, you know, that it's not really no, they're telling it's not really happening, but it really is happening. And little by little, like you like we talked about earlier, the erosion. So when we get on the other side, I, I really want us to go a little bit deep into your book because I think everybody needs to get your book. Um, we're going to put it up, of course, on the screen. And also uh, we're going to uh, put on the uh, those that, that can uh, begin to uh, see how important uh, understanding the threat is. I mean, uh, we got here again uh, today, uh, John Guandalo and... Uh, Gondolo and I, and and I'm excited to have you. And as we go on the other side, we're going to talk about uh, understanding the threat. So we'll be right back after a few short messages from our sponsor. Can a shake transform your life? Well, if it helps you invest in your health on a daily basis, the answer is yes. Consistency is key, and there's not a better, simpler way to begin your change. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life. We'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and my pillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now nearly 20 years later he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one. Get one free offer with promo code. Be alert. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square. To receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one get one free offer. 
Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code BEALERT or call 800-923-9158 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. All right, we're back. Be Alert News, and this has been a great podcast show. You know, you can find us again on Spotify, uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple. We're also on YouTube at Be Alert News. Also, you can find us on Rumble, rumble rumble.com, be alert, on rumble.com. And uh, also, you can find us on Facebook Live. We're still there on Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, But we really are excited because our guest today, uh, John Aguandolo, is really been given, really uncovering uh, this elephant that's in the room. Um, It's been draped with all types of, uh, you know, colloquialisms, you know, all types of things like, oh, that's no threat. Oh, that's no big deal. Oh, you know, everybody's doing it. I mean, all those type of cliches, but really we're under threat. So look, John, tell us your book and your organization, Understanding the Threat and the books that you have written. I got some of them scrolling down at the bottom and uh, they want to get any of those books. Uh, Understandingthethreat.com is probably the best website. And, and so, uh, John, talk to talk to the uh, audience. Talk to our audience about why you wrote those books and what are some important features about when they read those books. What the, what should they be looking for? Oh, so that's this is a good question, and thank you for it. I I wrote the books because uh, you know when I did my first several meetings uh, with key leaders, members of Congress, people that were chairman of Homeland Security Committee, chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the House, former uh, cabinet members, former directors of FBI, CIA, many of whom, in my opinion, were smart, patriotic, thoughtful people, and they had no clue about what was going on. And their first question is, hey, I'm getting a weekly classified brief from the FBI. How come I don't know this? And my answer was always, well, because I created the first training program on this and we were able to do it twice and then it got shut down because it offended Muslims. And uh, <laughs> the question you need to ask is, uh, who are we offending? And when you look at the people that we're naming by name, they're terrorists. They're terrorists working in our government. And I don't just mean some lackey. We're talking about senior leadership people for Al Qaeda, ISIS, Hezbollah, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, et cetera. And they're in the government and we've documented them. And and so the reason I wrote the books is not just to show, hey, this is the plain truth. And and let me, I'll make the kind of hit the point and unpack it. What Muslim leaders tell U.S. government officials and state officials and local officials about Islam is exactly opposite of what Muslims teach their children in U.S. Islamic schools about Islam. Now, I'm going to say that again. Wow. What Muslim leaders tell our leaders about Islam is exactly opposite of what they're teaching their children in Islamic schools, because I've we have copies of many of the textbooks and I've reviewed literally dozens of books used in the United States, Europe, Europe, uh, Canada, and other parts of the world. I've reviewed them. 
And I have some. I've got copies of books from Africa and Europe and the United States that we teach out of. And the point is, hey, folks, this is what they're teaching seventh graders in the U.S. Islamic schools. You read it. And I have people in the class hand them the microphone. You read what it says. And it says to children nine years old, the duty of a Muslim is to be loyal to the Islamic State that jihad is obligatory in order to impose Allah's divine law, Sharia, on the earth, on all people, whether they want it or not. So that's what they teach their children. That's exactly, not, it's not only not what they tell our leaders, it's the opposite. And so someone's being lied to. They're either lying to their children, which by the way is a capital crime in Islam, for Muslims to teach other Muslims something about Islam that's not true, capital crime, or they're lying to our leaders and lying to advance Islam is obligatory under Islamic law. Just these are facts. So once you understand that, you have to ask some logical questions. So I don't even, we don't even have to make the point because what they teach, we, we don't have to make the point that authentic Islam is violent and calls for this stuff, although it does. You make the point that what Al-Qaeda and ISIS and Hezbollah and Hamas and all the military jihadi units say, and what Muslim Brotherhood says are the requirements of Islam, that's being taught and they're doing it to overthrow countries. So it doesn't really matter what authentic Islam is. We have literally millions of people in on the planet advancing this and they've literally killed many people they've taken over countries and they're undermining our country so it doesn't matter we just, this is a hostile doctrine that has thousands of organizations in america pushing it and they're achieving their goals what is so, it um with some of the books what what particular book, like what to look for, let's say, for, like I said, for raising a jihadi generation or what to look for in that book or is Islam deception, the truth about Sharia, what to look for? Can you kind of go through a little bit so when they purchase these books and get these books, they'll be able to hone in on what your whole idea was for writing it? Yes. So two key points. One, that all... And for anybody listening from California, all means 100%. All prominent Islamic organizations in the United States are hostile, as a matter of fact. Evidence from the largest terrorism trials in U.S. history reveal that there is an identifiable network made up of groups like the U.S. Council of Muslim Organizations, the largest umbrella organization for Islamic groups in the United States, the DNet, which is actually run by the government of Turkey, and under Mr. Obama, we allowed them to establish a DNet first in Atlanta, Maryland, $100 million organization uh, building that was built there that is literally an arm of the Turkish government. And the equivalent of the Turkish Secretary of State came and opened it. So it's a hostile foreign government entity. The Islamic Society of North America, whose representatives work in the U.S. government. Uh, 
the Council on American Islamic Relations, a Hamas organization whose representatives and leaders are on Capitol Hill every day. The Muslim American Society, the Muslim Students Association that has over a thousand chapters on every major college campus and university and now high schools in the United States, all part of the Muslim Brotherhoods Network. You have, and so, so the network is identifiable and it's massive. So that's the first point that factually you can establish that the objectives in the Muslim Brotherhood bylaws, which are in the book and on our website, state that their objectives are the exact same as Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hezbollah, Hamas, and that organizations that we know as a matter of fact are theirs are the exclusive organizations to the White House, the National Security Staff, the State Department, the FBI, the CIA, many government, uh, uh, excuse me, governor's mansions and state legislators, and, and the offshoots of these groups like M-Gage, who's, uh, for instance, one of their board members of M-Gage, a Hamas organization, their board member, uh, Farouk Mitha, was Mrs. Clinton's Islamic advisor for her presidential race. And then he was the advisor to Mr. Clinton or Mr. Uh, Biden as the Islamic advisor. And now uh, Mr. Biden, when he was president, thanked them publicly. So th this is the level we have. Uh, I'll just give you a couple other examples. Abdurrahman Alamudi was the most uh, prominent Islamic leader in America during the 90s and early 2000s and was the Islamic advisor to President Clinton. He created the Muslim chaplain program in the Department of Defense and worked with the State Department as a goodwill advisor. Well, he got sentenced to 21 years in prison. It was a case I worked on uh, because he was an Al-Qaeda financier, okay? So wow. when people talk to you about how well our vetting process is for the Secret Service FBI, well, didn't work too well. You got a guy what's, who was what's going on, by the way, since you mentioned that, what's going on with the borders? Who's coming over for real? I mean, have have you kind of peeked behind the veil about who's really crossing over at, at the southern border? Yeah. So that's a great segue question, because, you know, the two points I was making about what you asked about the books, the two things I wanted people to know is, number one, massive. Islamic movement in the United States and a massive communist movement. We, we teach both. But if you realize that all of these organizations and their leaders are the exclusive point of contact for our federal government, it means our federal government leaders are criminally negligent and incapable of doing their basic jobs, or they, are, they know it and they're nefarious and there is some of that going on. The second point, which, oh, you know, begins the answer to your question about the border is, what does it say about how well our government is functioning if the first part is true that I lay out in these books and in our presentations and in our training programs? Well, so if now you understand that's how criminally negligent our government is in all the key components, let's look at the border. Well, you just lay that uh, framework on top of any issue and you realize they're grossly negligent, they're criminally negligent, and in some case they're traitorous. So what's going on at the border? Exactly what our adversaries need to happen. 
we have a 900 to 1,000% increase of healthy, single Chinese males coming across the border in the last several months since really uh, October, November of 2022. We now know this from the March and April numbers from Customs and Border. We have a massive surge uh, from people, and we know there are people on the terrorist watch list and hostile communists coming into the country. We know that. Wow. And not, o- not only is the, the administration not doing anything about it, and this is important, they're not just negligent, they're taking these people and bussing them intentionally into the and flying them into the internal United States because this is preparation for war for them. And our president and vice president and Republican and Democrat senators and members of Congress are aiding and abetting that. That's wow. that's where we are. This this thing is 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 getting critical. And I, and I think, again, without the awareness and that's why, you know, I really I really wanted to have you on the show so that everybody can understand you know, the training, can you, can you kind of talk about, is there a place that people can go and get a hold of this training? Cause I know you mentioned the training uh, that you have training yes. and so forth. Uh, and how often do you do it? Uh, and, and where can they go? Yeah, that's great. So, so this is critical. If DHS and FBI and state intelligence and law enforcement organizations were doing their job, I would be doing something else. You know, my, my, my dream job, I tell people, is to be a high school teacher and wrestling coach, and uh, I would love to be doing it, but I'm doing this, <laughs> man, honestly. And, and by the way, recording more music. Uh, but I'm doing this because I, am, I understand, and, and truly in all humility, I'm uniquely qualified. Uh, wow. And I'm, I'm good at building training programs and that's what I've been doing the last uh, 18 to, to 20 years. Our training is the only training like it on the planet. And I'll, I'll explain. Our primary training program is a two-day program called Into Action. And the target audience is citizens in local communities. And what we do is we teach you in two days. Number one, uh, here's the actual threat in more detail than you and I are able to lay out, but I think we've you've done a good job of getting it out of me. Uh, <laughs> laying out the real threats from the communist movement, the Islamic movement, their collaborators, and their financiers, which then gets people to understand, wow, it is much worse than we thought. But then to show them, here, here are our founding principles. Here's how the government is supposed to function. Here's the foundation of our long government. And then show them, here's how you organize. So while communities might be doing good things, like, hey, we got rid of this principal in this school. We got rid of these school board members. We, we got a new mayor that's a patriot. We did. That's great. But when you only do that piecemeal, it's like playing whack-a-mole. You've got movements that have been active in the communist movement 100 years, the Islamic movement 60 years. They are steamrolling us. You can't do this piecemeal. What we teach people to do is how do you build a comprehensive plan just for your local community, your county? And here's how you literally identify 
communists, jihadis, or collaborators and financiers in your county and how to lawfully crush them like the cockroaches they are and flush them out of your community and at a minimum render them much less effective while reestablishing the founding principles of the local government. So that's the into action program. We have a three-day program for law enforcement and we have programs, longer programs to train people to teach this stuff because we've got to get people to pause and we need at least a few people in each community that actually go deep. I mean, our train the trainer program is two weeks long and you live, eat, sleep and breathe it, breathe this, but we need people that need to, that, that are willing to stop and actually know it. The, the problem in this entire war is we had generals and cabinet member officials and senior civilian government officials that decided we don't actually need to know the enemy to fight wars. And that's why we lost in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, parts of Africa, even though the military crushed the enemy on the battlefield. We lost because our leaders, our generals, most of whom should be in jail, uh, decided, I just want a five minute, three PowerPoint slide brief on whatever it is you're showing me. Instead of, no, sir, you need to stop and you need to dig in and actually know the enemy and know their doctrine. Because if you knew it, it changes how we fight them and we could have strategically defeated them. But our leaders in the White House, the State Department, the general officers, the admirals decided we didn't need to know it. What we're doing at the local level is giving them enough to identify the bad guys and the bad organizations and stomp on them and flush them out of the community lawfully, but effectively. And we have been effective in areas that people are doing it. They're yeah. highly motivated because they're excited because they realize, hey, we now have a toolbox and a toolkit to smash these people. And again, I'm is, proverbially speaking, it's awesome. Is this something, um, and I know you're familiar with General Flynn's book, uh, 5GW, Introduction to uh, Fifth Generation Warfare. Is this in any connection, giving people an understanding of what true unrestricted warfare really is? or hybrid warfare or irregular warfare is, is is there any connection and could you kind of talk talk a little bit about that if people are really lost out there i'm talking about lost in the the in the uh the propaganda the fake news media you know all all of the publications that are just only one way that are favoring like you said not wanting to offend you know the communist movement or the islamic movement or you know is, is there a connection so that people can actually say we, we, we really can have a plan or are we just lost in the sauce? No. So, yeah. And, and God forbid we, we offend people that are sawing our heads off. We wouldn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, as a matter of fact, General Flynn publicly endorses us uh, when he can. Uh, he has been present, either uh, physically present or via a video to, uh, to our two-day into action training programs for citizens. And that really motivates them. And it gives us, it helps them understand uh, because General Flynn has said, what you guys are doing, this is the strategy, is to, fort the word we use is fortify counties. And when you get one county fortified and then you get adjacent county fortified, now you've got an area of a state from which you can operate and, and really start pounding the enemy. The um, <clears throat> the key is, 
is you do have to know this. And I think it's good for your audience to understand when I got recruited out of the FBI at the end of 2008, the guy who recruited me, Rich Higgins, ended up becoming the director of strategic planning for the National Security Council under Mr. Trump's administration. And Rich ran something called the Irregular Warfare Section at the uh, uh, Combating Terrorism and Technical Support Office okay. for the Department of Defense. So I worked under Irregular Warfare. Now, a lot of people at, at the time, they just thought we were I was working for a defense contractor, but that's who we worked for. So asymmetric warfare, irregular warfare, unconventional warfare, uh, that is a part of my background and my, my ballywick in my professional life. So it is important, Leon, that people understand that. And what we do is we don't, we're not trying to turn citizens into irregular warfare, you know, warriors. What we do need people to understand is what is happening right in front of your face is what you think it is. Wow. You, you, what no. you're seeing is real. These are organized efforts at the international, national, and local and regional levels that are being and have been uh, imposed by hostile movements, foreign governments. We track it. We teach it. But we only teach it to the point that people can say, oh, so there it is in my local bank. Here it is at, at the state school board. Here it is. Oh, this is how they're doing it. That's right. So now that you know that these are the ways and the organizations and the people that are actually doing it, instead of just focusing on the issues, important issues like uh, border, like pro-life, right to keep and bear arms, free speech, uh, technic uh, these tech companies invading your privacy, uh, sexual deviant behavior and communism being taught in elementary schools. All those issues are important and we do show people how to address them, but you have to go to the root, the organizations yes. and individuals that are creating and propelling and advancing these issues to tie you up. So while you're battling the issues, they're steamrolling you and taking over. You need to go to the root and take care of the bad guys. That's what we teach people to do. And we reteach people. You're only limited by your training, your creativity, and your experience. And everything's on the table as long as it's lawful. And, and I'm telling you, average patriotic citizens can be very deviant in their think in a creative way. And they're like, yeah, we want to crush them. And it becomes awesome for them because they realize the Constitution gives you authority as citizens. Once you realize that, you know who the bad guys are. Everything's on the table. Go for it. Yeah, well, I, lo I love it. You know, we got a couple of minutes and I, I want them to be able uh, to get your books uh, and go to your website. On your website, is there a place where they can register for training? Yes. Uh, or get resources. What types of resources are available on understandingthethreat.com? So that's a great question. And thank you. So we have, uh, obviously we have a store where we have our books, our DVDs, you can download streaming videos. And, and I do encourage you to do that. The Please stop trying to figure everything out in five and 10 minute increments. You, you've got to take a moment and actually learn this stuff. But we also have a lot of free resources on our research page. You can go and look at 
uh, you know, the communist Islamic movements and in great detail, a lot of information. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Rumble channel. We, we do regular briefs. We have a National Security Academy you can sign up for, and, and then you can actually go through a long version of these courses online. There, there's, and, and it, it gives you a lot of stuff. So there's a lot, there are a lot of resources there on our homepage, right there at the top says into action training. That's the, the civilian citizen program two day into action. If you click that bar, you can either look at, Hey, are trainings coming to my area? And if they're not, well, I'm going to organize one and you can either click it and reach out to us. You can go to our contact page, reach out to us and say, hey, I realize what you're doing is critical and it is the answer to what we're doing. It's actually taking the fight to the bad guys and putting freedom back on the offensive. And that's what we need to do. So I do encourage people to do that. But there are a lot of resources and, and we encourage and, and the last thing I'll say, Leon, is we are not parochial. Our, our intent, my intent is not to build a kingdom with understanding the threat. It is to win the war and then we shut down and we go our separate ways. It's why we've never been parochial. It's why we work with, we work with Trevor Loudon and, and Tom Trento and when Phil Haney was around and, and uh, you know, all organizations that are, that are out there that we believe are number one, speaking truth, understanding the, the threat, and they understand how to get the message done from their perspective. So we uh, have been leaders in this effort, but we're the only ones, there are a lot of people doing good work, but the key for what, what differentiates us is we are training communities how to create a comprehensive plan for their county and go after the bad guys and reestablish the founding principles at the county level. And that I is fortifying a county, and that's how we're going to take back states and the nation. I love it. It's it's a it's an all out strategy and a blueprint, which which is what I love. And look, we we've come down to the end of our show, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to bring you back, and maybe we can go over some training scenarios uh, to maybe Absolutely. set up a a training date that people can actually register while we're talking, because I think this is really important. Uh, that over these next several months, uh, that people really get acclimated to what are the threats right here in America. Look, gang, you've heard it from my dear friend, John Guandolo. He wants to help you. He wants to really get the resources to you and empower you to do something about it and not just talk about it, but be about it. So go to his website understandingthethreat.com. Click on those links. Watch those videos. Yes, get his books. We're all going to have to do it, gang. We're going to have to do our homework and, and ask God, our Heavenly Father, uh, that if, if we're serious, that he divinely intervene right now in our nation. Um, and, and with his help, of course, and with information resources such as what John has, uh, and General Flynn and, 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 and many others who are doing a great work, Trevor Loudon, a good friend of mine as well, we can get the job done. So look, you've been with us, Be Alert News Podcast. Those who are listening, of course, on the podcast, uh, we'll put all the links uh, underneath uh, in our podcast uh, show uh, on Rumble and YouTube. 
You can click on those links and get the information and be empowered. We love you all. Thank you all for so much for staying with us and hanging out with me and my dear friend, John Wendolo. He is a strategist and a specialist. He understands where the threat is and how to defeat the threat. God bless you. We'll be back on our next podcast show. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now nearly 20 years later he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one. Get one free offer with promo code. Be alert. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code BEALERT or call 800-923-9158 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Can a shake transform your life? Well, if it helps you invest in your health on a daily basis, the answer is... Yes! Consistency is key, and there's not a better, simpler way to begin your change. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life. We'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your